Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters. The Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fan Zone Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you all with us, as always. No matter whether you are tuning in live or you're watching back or listening back on Spotify, it's a pleasure to have you all with us. Thank you all for joining. Tonight's episode is a special one. We are, of course, joined by MJ Williams. Thank you very much for joining us. We do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No, the pleasure is all ours. I can assure Uh you of that. Um, if you are watching along at home and you'd like to ask some questions, if you fire them into the live chat, we can have a look at those later on and we'll open up the floor for viewers' questions in just a little while. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Uh, if you're watching over on YouTube, then like and subscribe. It massively helps us out. But without further ado, we'll get stuck into it. Uh, so MJ, we have a bit of a, an initiation for, for everyone that comes on the podcast. So um, imagine you're waking up on, on perhaps a, a Sunday or something and you're fancying a full English. What goes on your plate? Or a full Welsh, MJ, if you want to call it a full Welsh. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's got to have to have, you know, your bacon, your sausage, um, beans, hash browns. They've got to be on the side, away from the beans, just so they're crispy. <laughs> um, fried egg on a Sunday. Um, and then two slices of toast. And I've seen Albie's interview with you, and he's probably got the same idea as me. You know, obviously, I like to make a little sandwich with it. Um, uh, okay. But I do stay away from black pudding. You know, that's not for me. Um, tomatoes, mushrooms, all that. It's... It doesn't sit well with me, so yeah, that's my full English. Very good. That's a good lineup. Yeah, it's a very solid lineup. It is. Are you you able to have one of them during like the season, or is it just a kind of strict, you know, water and and apples? (laughs) Gruel. Yeah. (laughs) You probably shouldn't, but I think most players will tell you they do on a Sunday, even a Saturday night. You know, obviously you have your little takeaway and stuff. So, yeah, but. Yeah, Sunday I'm always out for a little brekkie um, with the missus. So uh, sometimes she wants to go to little posh ones and stuff like yeah. that, which, you know, sometimes I just like your... Weatherspoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were vegan. I had in my head that you were vegan. No, I was. That was back in lockdown. Um, I think, you know, the, the gaffer as well come out, didn't he? Uh, Ian did and said that I was vegan. Um, yeah. So I think when I joined... You know, every time I was going up for food and stuff, I, I thought, like, he thinks I'm vegan here and I'm just picking up, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm putting on my plate, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was looking at me thinking, what's he doing? <laughs> I had a vegan spell in lockdown. I did five months vegan in lockdown. I think a lot of people did, didn't they? I think you watched that I thing know. on Netflix and that just changed me all <laughs> thinking. And then, to be fair, they get a lot of benefit out of it and obviously with my history, with my knee and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. I think... You know, I just looked into all the research of it and, you know, when I was going out running and stuff like that, it just helped me so much. But I think I just lost too much muscle. Um, you know, <laughs> me, me, me weight come down a lot. Um, and then obviously I joined Blackpool and fitness coaches like, listen, you're going to have to put some weight on. Um, <laughs> put a little bit more protein in your system. So that's why I got off it. You certainly can't beat a full English on a, on a Sunday. 
Okay, so we like to start with um, a little bit of a, a warm up round. So this is just quick fire questions. Um, first thing that comes in your head, just just let us know what the answer is. Okay. Okay. So sweet or savoury? Sweet. Pepsi or Coke? Coca-Cola. <laughs> Can it be Diet Coke? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Diet Coke. <laughs> I like. I, I prefer zero, but. Yeah, I um, Summer or winter? It's a tough one. I've always been a winter guy. Um, I don't know what it is. I think it's just like, obviously, when you think of the summer, you have your, what, six weeks off and then you're back into pre-season, which is probably the hardest part. Um, but this year, I've really enjoyed it, so I'd probably say summer. summer. Pizza Hut or Domino's? Domino's. Alice Band or Ponytail? Uh, what was that, Alice Band? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Alice Band. <laughs> what, what are those? <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, Chris doesn't have a call for those, do you, Chris? Um, playing home or away? Say home. Um, rivalry, Swansea or Cardiff? Ooh. I'd have to say Swansea. Um. Ryan Giggs or Gary Speed? Um, I'd have to say Gary Speed just because of what he did for Wales. Um, and, you know, obviously how sad it was, but he left such an impact on, you know, Welsh people. And, you know, every time you hear people speak about Gary Speed, it's only positives. And, you know, he did amazing um, in his football career. So, yeah, I'd have to say Gary Speed. That was, um, sorry, I know it's quick fire. I'm sorry, I was really loving on that. <laughs> obviously, the Welsh national team from when he was in charge after that obviously took off, didn't it? So obviously that does that play a part in your kind of thought process with that? Yeah, like everything to do with it, just like obviously how good he was as a player. But I think, like you've just said then, what he did for Welsh football, you know, it changed everything. Um, you know, because I don't think people in Wales would probably tell you, you know, rugby was the most important thing. Um, but when he took over as manager, he changed the whole, you know, what thinking of everyone in Wales and, you know, everyone took the football side of it more serious and then last one from me Bolton legend you'd most like to have played with Ooh, what a question Ooh. probably have to be I think Akosha would be a good one but I think Campo um, oh. I just think like obviously me being a midfielder I think if you played next to him I think he'd be you know unbelievable to play with I remember watching him back in the days how good he was um, yeah so I'd have to say him I was going to ask you actually, have you got any memories of Bolton when you were a kid? You mentioned that, but like... Yeah, so I went, obviously, I went to a few Liverpool-Bolton games. Um, Did you? Yeah, and a lot of them were at Bolton. Um, I remember my first time I went to one, it was at Bolton and it was in a box. Um, one of my mates, his dad worked for Adidas, so he obviously got invited. I don't know how, but I managed to get in and I remember just being there and like, that was like massive for me back then. So, and then... Obviously, I remember Gerard scoring a few goals there and stuff. So, yeah, like growing up, it was just, you know, every time I thought about Bolton, it took me back to them days. Nice. Nice. Good. Moving on to that. So, we get, in, get into the uh, the football side of things, NJ. So, you yeah. you made your first team debut 
with Liverpool in 2014. So you came on as a sub against Middlesbrough uh, in the League Cup and you scored in the penalty shootout. How was that feeling? Obviously, making your debut for a club of that size um, and scoring. And granted, it was a penalty, but how was yeah. that feeling for you? Yeah, it's probably everything that you dream of as a kid. Um, you know, growing up, that's the, you know, that's the aim is to get right to the top and make your debut. And you know, luckily enough, I was able to do that. And yeah, but that that night was special for me, special for my family. Um, you know, everyone that was around me at that time. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, and then for it to go to extra time, probably now, if you ask me about extra time, it's something that you hate doing. Um, you know. It's, <laughs> You got to run around for longer again, but for me, because it went to extra time, it was perfect because I had more time um, to show what I could do really. And then, obviously, it went to penalties, and I took the first one in sudden death. Um, oh, yours you was know, the first, was it? Yeah, it was the, like obviously. I think yeah, it was five five, and then I took that yeah. next one. Um, to be fair, a few of them pushed me forward to take it. <laughs> there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of senior lads there, which, but I think at the time, I think we were struggling a little bit, so. You know, obviously, they didn't want to miss it. And to be fair, I just thought to myself, I've got nothing to lose. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, as a young lad, I think just stepping up showed how much courage I had to do it. But, you know, lucky enough, it went in. It probably wasn't where I wanted it to go, if I'm being honest. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I, a lot of people ask me, was you nervous? You know, and it was weird because at the time when I stepped up to walk up to it, yeah. I probably didn't feel the nerves. And then the next minute, it was like this big roar. I think people must have realised, oh, no, what's going on here? And then, obviously, they had like this massive roar. And, yeah, that's probably when I put the ball down. Um, that's when I felt a little bit. But, yeah, that, lucky enough, I put it away. Am I right in saying, it was, I think I've seen it. You, you, it was in front of the cop, that wasn't it? The penalty shoot. Yeah, it was in front of the cop, yeah, so, which was even better. Um, <laughs> I remember, like, walking up and the, the goalkeeper was massive. Um, I think he played for Exeter last season. Um, but yeah, oh, he was... was it Jamal Blackman? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, he's an absolute unit, isn't he? Yeah, I put the ball down, and then you know, when you just look at him and you think, Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> where's the put this? Yeah, where am I putting this? But we were practicing the day before, so I just thought, just go the same way, you know. Um, and then lucky enough, it went in. Because you were that, that era at Liverpool, I'm trying to think back. That's I think you had the Warrior tops on, didn't you? The back then, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you were a bit you were going through a bit of a transitional period, I think, as a, as a club at Liverpool. Yeah, so the year so the year before was the year where they just missed out on the title. Um, so then obviously, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so a, a lot of a lot of the lads moved on, um, you know, like the likes of Suarez and stuff. Um, so you know, obviously, they brought in Balotelli, who oh, you know. The right character but yeah i think at that time it was just a little bit of a transition and you know obviously struggled at times throughout that season and then obviously that game um you know there was a little bit of pressure on us to to get the win and um lucky enough we did yeah but um it was just a special night for me so you want you want played with suarez but you'd have trained with him would you or am i wrong with that yeah i trained with him a couple of times so like when we was younger we used to Used, they used to because obviously the training grounds were separate like now they're all together but they were yeah. separate back then so you'd have to wait like for a phone call to go up there and if they needed anyone to fill in kind of thing so i managed to train with him a couple of times um but yeah he, you know he was a special player and, you know i was lucky to say i've you know obviously trained with him didn't try to bite, didn't try to bite you did he 
No, but I remember he was attacking once in training and I tried to win the ball back, but I clipped him around the ankles and, you know, you could just sit like he got up and just like looked at me as if to say, don't do it again. So, <laughs> one of them, you stay away from him. <laughs> Excellent. Um, obviously, after like a handful of lawn moves, you, you sustained a really serious injury, didn't you? Um, obviously, almost kind of forced you into retirement. Um can you talk us through that time, kind of how kind of badly that affected you, Jay? Yeah, so obviously it started when I was about 16. I was out for a year when I was 16, just going into scholarship. And then after that, I think I had like two other ones where I was out for another year after that. Um, and then obviously that last one that I had, um, that was probably the toughest, if I'm being honest. Um, probably before the operation that I had, it was just like the build-up of it, where I'd been to see, you know, two surgeons and they both said the same really um you know probably their number one advice would be to retire um but at the time um the agent he, he was sat there with me and he was like you're too young to retire you know you need to give you yourself the best possible chance of getting back to playing um and then i'd been through a lot of like where i'd had injections um steroids put into my knee you know, doing a lot of strength and then like you'd manage your load throughout the week before a game on the weekend. And if I'm being honest, I didn't feel like a football player back then, you know, right. just before that operation. It was just literally, you know, you turn up on a Saturday, probably haven't trained that much for the week and then, you know, you have to play. And then after the game, I wouldn't be able to move for two days. So if I'm being honest at that time, probably, you know, I, I was close to retiring. If I'm being like mentally, I was probably done at that time. And then, lucky enough, I um, the first team doctor that, doctor that was at Liverpool, um, he gave me a call and he just said like I found someone and he's in New York. Um, Riley Williams, his name was, um, and to be fair, uh, Liverpool looked after me really well. They obviously sent me there to see him. I was literally there for about twenty four. No, not even twenty four hours. I'd say about two hours. I went there. So I flew there, um, two hours there, had a meeting with Riley and literally in the space of about 10 minutes, he just said, yeah, it's an easy operation for me to do. Um, you'll be back playing in six months. So if you can imagine, I've gone through the, being at the lowest to getting this massive relief of being able to be back playing. Um, yeah, so basically he said, so go home, um, have a think about it. But obviously my mind was already done. I knew what I was doing. Um, and then he gave me a, give Liverpool a call and just said, like, we found someone that, you know, matches the same height, same age. Um, he's an athlete, like, he did a lot of running and stuff. So basically you have to wait for someone to pass away to obviously right. get their cartilage. Um, and then obviously I had nine days, I think it was like a deadline to get over there to get it done. Um, and then obviously they do the operation of putting that cartilage into my knee. Um, and then obviously the, the rehab starts from there, really. But it was it was like it was it was a strange one. I remember after having that all done, obviously it was worrying because like Liverpool at the time didn't have a clue what to do, you know what I mean? Like it had never happened in this country, yeah. so it was like new to everyone. They would like didn't know what to when do I start running, when what exercise does he need to do? Do you know what I mean? So it was just completely new to everyone. And obviously in my mind, I had this massive relief of got a chance of getting back playing about the same time it was like in in my head it was a bit like 50 50 will it work will it not but right. 
you know, obviously. Because yeah, of the amount of uncertainty around it all type of thing. That, that yeah, of course. So, so for them in America, that was just completely normal. So they had like, he, I think he did about 130 of them. So it was like NBA players. Um, like, yeah, I think he did about five or six of them that were football players over there. Um, I think one of them played for like LA Galaxy and stuff. So obviously I had a confidence in that if i'm being yeah. honest and then obviously he the way he talked he was just so confident so it just made me feel at ease really yeah. um and like i've got his number now and i can still speak to him whenever i want do you know what i mean um so obviously throughout that time if i felt anything you know getting through the rehab i'd always just speak to him just to get a little bit of advice and like he'd be like right you need to be at this stage now of your rehab do you know what i mean so but yeah and then i flew back out there then just for like a checkup off him um so you know obviously i can't thank him enough for everything he did for me really save your career then only really essentially yeah yeah exactly yeah obviously there's been there's been a lot of hard work and yeah i've got to do a lot of stuff to keep on top of mini but you know obviously he's given me I think that I've wanted really, you know, I'm still playing now and, you know, um, <clears throat> obviously I think last season I had to have like a little clean up and stuff in my knee, yeah. but I think after six years of just, you know, playing, training every single day, it was probably a good thing for me, um, you know, and obviously I can keep playing. Yeah. That's so awesome. on that injury, on the subject of you... Oh. And sorry, sorry, I'm sorry to cut I'm sorry Pick up on something. Did you say that you had to wait for somebody to die? So I yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. so yeah, so you have to wait for someone, and then um, obviously, then that's when they give you a call and say like we found someone basically. Yeah. Then so obviously that matches kind of what you're, you yeah. know, the same height. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Kind of thing, so it can take the weight of it and stuff like that. So got it. Obviously, I, I had the chance of like writing to the family just to like you know say thank you and stuff, but yeah. you're not able to say who you are. So um, obviously, it was just right. a bit like I'm a professional football player, so you've obviously saved my career, kind of thing. Right. Oh, amazing. <coughs> yeah. so, sorry, Angie. No, no, When I read about it, I just assumed that with it being sort of, I guess, in comparison to an organ transplant, relatively non-intrusive, that it'd be, you know from like me or yeah, yeah. I think I think like when I, when I do say to people about it you know like it obviously some a lot of people asking football and stuff like that and like as soon as you say that to them they just can't believe it do you know what I mean and yeah. the fact that I'm still probably running around but to be fair I did an interview with um someone from Liverpool uh he works for like one of the name uh, like the main people like journalists in liverpool um for the for the football team obviously and i think he put it on the athletic it was you know the i don't know if you've ever seen yeah, it, yeah. The articles yeah, yeah. And, stuff. and i think like i think it was like I had a few like jamie redknapp and stuff like that that i wanted to get in touch and like it obviously opened up a lot of yeah. people's eyes you know what i mean that it's able to get like this operation and i think you know i spoke to someone that played in the premier league as well um you know he's got only just retired now, Jack O'Connell. Um, oh, right. But he spoke to me about it. So I can only speak highly enough of it, do you know what I mean? But it's it's probably it's a little bit of a risk to take it, at t- I'm sure, for people. Um, but for me, I just had nothing to lose, really. Yeah, of course. Brilliant. Yeah, no, so, sorry, as I was saying. Uh, <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the topic of injuries, 
Um, you had a loan spell with Rochdale, and unfortunately, yeah. after 14 appearances, you sustained another injury. How do you mentally kind of respond to something like that? Did you ever think, I, I just can't do it anymore, I, I, it's too much? Yeah, so, so that one um, was actually the one that's made me go and do this operation. Um, oh. So... Wow. So yeah, so that was that was the final one that I went. Back. I, think I was on, I think I was on loan at the time. I think, um, mm. and that was the one that uh, I went back to Liverpool and they said we you know we need to get something sorted here. Um, but that was probably the time where I was playing. I must have took so many, you know, tablets of just like painkillers, the lot just to play games. Um, and I was in agony, if I'm being honest. Uh, and I knew I only had six months left on my contract at Liverpool, so. As you can imagine, I had that to think about as well, which was a worry. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously that time was probably the hardest time for me. Um, you know, playing and knowing that my knee wasn't right really. And I think I was playing well at the time. So obviously, you, you know, you're thinking for your future, you're thinking, you know, I've only got six months left at Liverpool. You know, January's around the corner. I thought like I might be able to, but I just knew probably if I went to a medical or anything, I probably wouldn't have passed it. So, um, you know, obviously it was lucky that <laughs> lucky that it happened the time it did because I was able to get the care off Liverpool, which I think if I'd have been at any, at any other club, um, you know, no disrespect to Bolton, oh. uh, you know, Rochdale, uh, Blackpool, I think, you know, it would have been a lot harder to, for the, to get that kind of treatment um, for the, how much it cost and everything. Yeah. So, and then after that, obviously Rochdale supported you. And they they gave you a permanent deal. Was it a two, a two year deal? Wasn't it with Rochdale after yes. the um, the loan? Yeah. So basically, obviously, um, I worked with Key Phil before the uh, that time at Rochdale, um, and then obviously I obviously got the injury, and then throughout that whole time to be fair to him he, you know he kept in touch with me um and then obviously it got to the summer uh, i was out of contract with liverpool um and then obviously you can imagine a lot of clubs probably saw the potential in me but then realized you know what i'd actually been through um and it was a massive risk for anyone you yeah. know i'm honest enough to say that really you know you don't know how i was going to come back from it really um and then lucky enough i got a phone call off keyfield and he just said like you know, I, I know what you're capable of doing. Um, I think I'd been offered a few trials at that time, and I just thought, you know, coming back from this kind of injury, you don't want to go into a team where you've got to show them every single day, and you don't know how I'm going to feel. Do you know what I mean on them type of days? But Keyfield uh, Key just rang me and said, "Listen, I want to offer you a two-year contract." Um, yeah. And you know, obviously, I was delighted with that. Really, I thought you know it'd be a great place to go again which I knew of um he just said to me you know you need to be honest with me how your knees feeling you know and then to be fair I went there um he looked after me in pre-season um but to be fair I, I probably trained every single day without no problems at that time as well so um you know that was great confidence for me I, but I remember obviously I'd finished all my rehab at Liverpool and my first session was at Rochdale um first day of pre-season and I was honestly I, I like I was dreading it really for being honest just because it was just the uncertainty of you know it's different when you're running by yourself and you're doing ball work by yourself but when you put players onto a pitch all together 
mm. it's completely different, isn't it? And I just didn't know what to expect. But you know, lucky enough, it was probably one of the best sessions I had that as well. Um, so that gave me great confidence. And then, but yeah, I can't thank him enough for you know, obviously giving me that chance to get back playing again. You um I got last year. I made a note. I'm guessing, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but you'd have played with young um, Luke Matheson, would you, when you were at Rochdale? Yeah, that's right. He scored the goal against United, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we. I don't. I'm sure you're aware, but we we signed you up for the B team. Doing that, yeah. Can you give us any insight into him as a character, as a player? Yeah. To be fair, he's he's a he switched on. You know, he, he was a. He was a great lad, you know. I remember when he, I think he come training when he was about fifteen. You know, had this long curly hair, um, and I remember we did some. I think we were doing some fitness work and stuff, and he literally outrun everyone. Uh, you know, he was so quick, and yeah, he was a really, really good player. Um, obviously, that game I just said then the Man United one was probably the night where everyone remembers him. Um, yeah. You know, he probably hasn't scored ever since then. <laughs> Because <laughs> he wasn't the type of lad that would probably go and score a lot. But, um, yeah, that was just his night, if I'm being honest. You know, he did brilliant before that. But I think that night, I remember everyone walking off the pitch. I think I think, I can't, I think it was Oli Gunnar Solskjaer that was the, the manager yeah. at the time. And, he, he, you know, he pulled him over and just said, like, what a player. I think they were interested in him, if I'm, uh, I think it was. Wow. And, um, obviously, then he got his move. But I just... I, it obviously, it hasn't worked out probably as much as he's wanted to, but you know it's probably a great club for him to go to now, where he's going to get developed. Because I know that obviously the B team coaches, um, you know, and Andrew Tutt's there as well, so I'm yeah. sure he'll look after him. But yeah, you know, he'll, it's a great place for him to develop again now and probably get that confidence and you know hopefully get into the first team. Were you in, were you involved in the squad at, in, in that Rochdale and Man United game? Were you were you in the mix then? Yeah, so I played with Aaron Morley in midfield. Oh, yeah. you did. Aaron Morley played that lot, one of his long, beautiful yeah, passes, did. didn't he? Out to the, out to the left side. And then he... We should we should have won that game as well. Um, I think we had like a couple of chances towards the end to win it. But, you know, that was just an amazing night, um, even though we lost on penalties. But, you know, obviously to go there and play the way we did, um, you know, it was a special night. And when you were at Rochdale, is, it, is this right? When you, you in a game against Barnsley... There was three Jordan Williams <laughs> playing. Is, is that right? Obviously, your MJ was, but you, you know where I'm getting. Going. Yeah, yeah. So that's Probably one that of the reasons. You. I'm sure it was that game. Um, I'm sure that someone got in touch with the club and said, like, we had to change one of the names. Um, <laughs> and obviously, the, the two, Jordan Williams, me, and another one that was at Rochdale, yeah. they said to us, have you got any other names kind of thing like that you, we could put on your shirt? And I was you, like, you, must, you must, you must have thought, make some up. Like, <laughs> yeah. what an opportunity that is. <laughs> but I was thinking, everyone knows me by Jordan, so I was just like, all right, was well, my first name is Michael, and they were like thinking, well, we can't put Michael Jordan Williams the whole name on the back. So they were like, should we just put MJ? And I was like, yeah, yeah, perfect, just do that. And then ever since then, like I've been called so like, um, like people that have known me from Liverpool know me as Jordan. Right. So, like, say if people like come across each other and they'll be like, "Oh, yeah, Jordan's at Bolton," or the vice versa, like the other way around, like they're like, "Who's that?" Do you know what I mean? Because everyone knows me as <laughs> um, I think it was Kieran, Kieran Sadley that was telling me the other week. Uh, I don't know if you know that Lawrence Vigaru that was at Leighton Orient's gone to Burnley. Yeah, and he was like, know. "Oh, Jordan's gone to uh, how's Jordan getting on?" Kind of thing, and then he was like, "Who's Jordan?" 
<laughs> I don't know a Jordan. And he was like, no, no, MJ. And he, so I think a lot of people get mixed up now. Um, but yeah, and like even coming here to MK Dons, you know, everyone's just like, what do you want to be called, Jordan or MJ? But it's just stuck to me now that MJ, I, I feel quite... You know, MJ MK has got quite a ring to it. MJ MK, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just have this vision from that what I was saying about the Barnsley game is is that Spider Man meme? Cool. Colin, over to you. Yeah, no, yeah, all good. So got um when you were uh short you had a short stay uh, at Blackpool, didn't you, for a little bit? Before joining to joining us in the February, um, how did that how did the move come about? Joining the Super Whites, yeah. So joining Bolton or joining? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joining us. Sorry, yeah. How did it come about? Uh, so basically, uh, I went to Blackpool and I probably didn't start like the first six or seven games. I think it was, and then obviously I got into the team and then I broke my arm. Um, and then I've managed to come back from that, got back in the team, but I think it was coming close to January at that time. And then obviously he never got in touch with me agent and obviously said like, you know, they, they were interested. Um, and then I had a conversation with Blackpool and I think I only had a year contract, I think it was. So obviously the security was massive for me. And then obviously Bolton were willing to give it, I think it was a two and a half year contract or, or 18 months, I think it was. Um, so then obviously that was, you know, great for me. Um and then I've been been speaking to Ian Ever, you know, he was a he was amazing on the phone. Um I think I was quite low in confidence at that time. So obviously getting that confidence off a manager saying how much he how much he wanted me in the team, um and what I'd bring, uh, you know, and how good of a club it was. Um, I think it was the right move for me. So then obviously I went into Blackpool you know obviously I had a good conversation with them and you know they said you can't turn it down kind of thing so um that's when obviously I wanted to come and join Bolton um it, funny enough I actually didn't know where Bolton were in the table I obviously knew they were in League 2 and I was <laughs> <You might not laughs> <come>. <laughs> yeah I'm not when you're doing it you research and stuff like that before yeah. you yeah. got the yeah. and they're stuff they're MJ. probably up at the top aren't they so <laughs> he didn't say anything either. Um, you know, he was like, "It's a great club to join." And I, I knew that anyway. It's a massive club. You know what I, mean? uh, I thought they'll have some top players in the league too. Um, and then obviously I checked the table. And I thought, "Bloody hell, 19. <laughs> uh, and then obviously I come to watch. Uh, I think it was the late in Orient game. I think it was. Um, I think it was two 0 Then wasn't it? I think you won two 0 um, And then that's obviously when I joined. Then. Did you know anybody when before you joined? Uh, I knew Geff and Jones, yeah, I knew Geff. So obviously, um, but I hadn't seen him for, for years, if I'm being honest, and haven't probably didn't speak to him before then for a while. So obviously it was nice to see him there. And obviously when I seen him, you know, so obviously I grew up with him from when I was really young. I think I'm sure he came to Wrexham at some point. And then obviously at Everton, I was on trial at Everton and he was there. So... Um, you know, I've known him for years. What a player as well. Yeah, what a player, yeah. Top player. All the boyos together. So you joined us in League Two. Yeah. New team. We were obviously in a in a different in a, an unusual position. Empty stadiums, completely different style of football. Obviously, we've seen that develop with Everett Ball. 
how was it? Was it a difficult transition for you? Um, obviously, with the, the situation being so different for everybody in football and everybody in the world, really, at the time, how difficult was that for you? Yeah, it was strange, you know, obviously playing with no fans there. Um, now we look back, I, I wish the fans were in because I'm sure it would have been bouncing at that time, you know, they obviously when we went 13, 14 unbeaten, whatever it was. But um, yeah, and, and, and as you can imagine, it's a massive stadium. So playing there with no fans, you know, it just felt empty. You know, when you look back at videos now and I think you just yeah. can't believe that you played in them kind of games. Um, it was just like training, really, but you just yeah. somehow got yourself up for them games at the end. And then obviously when the fans come back, it was weird. Um, but yeah, um, you know, obviously growing up, that's all I knew is the way the gaffer wanted to play. Um, so, you know, it's something that I really, really enjoyed. Um, and his ideas were, you know, were brilliant. But I, I remember that season, I think... Most of the time, I think we won the game 1-0, didn't we? Um, yeah. I remember <laughs> we played all this brilliant football and then the last uh, 15, 20, uh, 10 minutes, it would always be like really, really tight when we've just dominated the whole game. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously I look back at that season all the time because, you know, it's probably my favourite season that I've been involved in. Um, you know, and obviously when I joined, probably... You know, I had 18 months, so I thought it's going to probably take me a year and a half to get back back up to League One. Um, I never, ever thought we'd do it after six months, if I'm being honest. But, you know, obviously, I think the belief come from after that Mansfield game. Um, oh, the 3-2. The yeah, yeah. I think before that, we had a couple of results. I think we drew to Morecambe and... I think we beat... I can't remember who else it was. Could have been Stevenage, was it? I'm too sure. But I remember before that game, obviously, we had a couple of results. And then, obviously, we played Mansfield. And I think that brought everyone together. Um, and we knew we could, you know, obviously move up the table. Um, and probably we had set our sights on getting in the playoffs and then go from there. Do you know what I mean? But I think the longer and longer it went on, that's when we, you know, we started to to believe we could actually do it that season. Um, and we had the confidence. I think once you've got the confidence and the team we had, now you look back at it, it was, you know, really, really good for League Two, wasn't it? And, um, you know, obviously every game we turned up to, we just knew we were going to win. Um, whatever way we did it, we just knew. Um, I remember the Grimsby game when I think we got beat, I think, after that. Oh, no, I remember. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that was, the, that was the game. I remember that we come in on the Monday and you never give us a... A good rollick in that day, like um <laughs> I didn't know, know where the result though, didn't it? It was like it did, yeah. on... I remember the, the day it was hot, it was like yeah. the the pitch was like a concrete, you know, and mm -hmm. funny enough, uh Geth will probably tell you as well, we had like a superstition because like we've been winning that much that we all kept doing the same things every like you know, obviously oh, none know. of us had yeah. a chance to get a haircut, like but I remember wearing studs on that day and doing you just like look back and think I would never ever do that again. But because you'd just been in that flow of winning every week, you didn't want to change anything. And you know, we were all wearing the same boots every week. And I bet, you, uh, I bet your feet were killing if you were playing with uh, Rico. Rico was used to make me laugh over it because his feet would be hanging off after games. He'd have his <laughs> feet out on the coach. <laughs> oh no. <nice>. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we just that that season was just yeah, it was mad, and you know, I'd love to go back to it now. Um, you know, we all played with so much confidence. That's probably 
the season where I felt untouchable, if I'm being honest. You know, going into every game, I just knew I was going to dominate, really, and, you know, every, and everyone else did as well. You're probably, if, if, if you look at, sorry, Andrew, I was gonna ask, if you look at, if you look at truthfully though, you, you're probably playing below your level though, weren't you really? You as an individual, like, obviously I know you said you were the most confident and untouchable, but that's probably because you're, you're better than that level. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, no, obviously, you know, you, you, yeah. you, no, it's true, it's true though, you performed yeah, years. Played, yeah, obviously I'd played League One most of the time as well, hadn't I? Yeah. So, you know, obviously dropping down to League Two, it probably something that I hadn't done in the past. Um, but I just thought, you know, Bolton was just a massive club that I couldn't turn down. And, you know, obviously the, the history of the club, the fans, I just thought like, you know, if you can go there and make an impact, you know, you'll you'll be loved really. And, and that's how I felt at that time. Um, you know, obviously the fans went in the stadium, but you could just feel it off like Twitter and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. you, you felt all the love. And that only gives you confidence as a player, you know, to go out every week and know that you, you, you know, obviously know your worth really. Um, so, yeah, you know, that season I just felt so confident. Top of the world. Did you ever watch the alternative commentary? <laughs> things that Johnny Wandry did in I that season. <laughs> Was that the one with like all the, the Messiah men? Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to watch them every week, yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I used to always think, I wonder if they actually, because there was nothing like, there was no, we couldn't go, could we? It was like, yeah. It was brilliant. We, we used to wait for those. We wait for those yeah. to come out, and it was our little our little ray of sunshine. And I used to think, I wonder if they watched these back and like no, with the nicknames that he's given them all. Can I share Funny something enough. with you? Can I just share something with you? Because this is like the timing of this is unbelievable. Oh, yes. This is a, a you can't see it because we found too right. But this is a message from Johnny Wanderer yeah. on my phone, which was at three minutes to six this evening. He knew you were coming on. <laughs> and he says, it, 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 here we go. He says, I'm away in Turkey at the moment, so I won't be able to listen live. He's a regular listener of the show. We are popular, MJ. You see, yeah. <laughs> um, he, he said, Hopefully, you can ask MJ whether he liked the Messiah Jesus Williams name, yeah, or whether he prefers Maldini Williams. <laughs> so I, <laughs> no, no, no pressure, no pressure, MJ. I should have put that in the quick fire round, <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. It's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> I probably have to it's say weird one, isn't it? the Messiah. Yeah, the Messiah one was the, the first one, wasn't it? And yeah, you know, obviously the um, original. Yeah, the original. So, but I did like the Maldini one, if I'm being honest. Uh, where's your I, Messiah? Where's your Messiah, Chris? See, the, this is what happens. You see, the, the... <laughs> <laughs> and this for the COVID thing as well. And you think, I just when you mentioned the Mansfield game, it made made me realise how we how I mean, I'm sure the same as everybody, Bolton fans. That I think my dog became the most traumatised dog in the whole of the Northwest when Ganua scored that goal at Mansfield. Me and my lad, like. Just absolutely bouncing off the walls. The dogs like wondering what's going on. I think these are the things that made it so special that season. All the different, you know, different environments, and it was a whole new kind of thing as a as a football fan. It was, um, of course, yeah. And like 
if you ask any of the lads that were there before January, they probably probably made up that the fans weren't in, if I'm being honest. Emmett said openly, hasn't he, that if the fans yeah. were in there before yeah. before January, that he probably wouldn't have been in a job. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah probably wouldn't, would he? But, um, but yeah, after that, obviously, that time when, you know, obviously we were winning every week, you know, that's something that we look back at and just think, imagine if the fans were in, because that place would have been rocking, wouldn't it? And, Unreal. Oh, God, you yeah. know, um, even at the end of the season, when obviously we got the promotion, like there was a lot of fans outside the ground at Crawley, and you know, obviously we managed to celebrate with them a little bit. But like you just look back and think, imagine if we had a full away end that day, because yeah. obviously we went into that game needing the win, didn't we? So that would have been even better for us. Um, but yeah, I remember the the game at home that we could have got the promotion. Um, I stood outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, obviously, we scored through Geft, didn't we? And then we seen all yeah. the... I don't know. I think it was Flares, was it? Or I can't remember. Oh, yeah, it was it was also, it was <laughs> yeah, everything was going, was going off there, wasn't yeah. it? And then, obviously, we lost that. And I just remember sitting there. And probably that was the moment where I realised how good Ian Everett was. Um just like what he said to us after that game, you know, he, he, he didn't go mad. He didn't look nervous one bit. And that week, because building up into that game, um, was it against Exeter, wasn't it? Exeter, yeah. Yeah, building up into that, I think we did a lot of stuff that was different to what we did to get us to that point. Um, tactically. I'm sure he, tactically. No, just, yeah, just like, not even tactically, no, just like we ate in different places and yeah. like where we was eating, um, I'm sure they won't, you know, mind me saying, but like obviously we were getting stuff set up for, you know, like a party kind of thing. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, little stuff like that. Obviously, because, yeah. you know, if, if we would have won that day, obviously we would have been celebrating. But, and then like, I'm sure the gaffer won't mind me saying, but the on the day of the game, um, I remember him putting like videos up from all our families. Like, secretly, they got all videos. Oh my but, gosh. Do you know what I mean? And if you can imagine, so all of us were. Like sat there oh and let me see. Like my girlfriend was on there, and I'm like, "What's she doing?" Do you know what I mean? But it was just like little things of just saying like how proud they were, they were, they were of us. You know, good luck, like, and just like little stuff like that. And you could tell all the boys got a, like emotional off that. Really, yeah. um, so I'm sure the gaffer will probably say now he's learned from probably not to yeah. do that again. But you know, it was a great thing. Like, obviously. Nice if we would have won that game, it would have been completely different, wouldn't it? You'd probably say that was probably the best decision to do. But I just think building up into that, it was we changed a lot of stuff. But then the week going into Crawley, it was like literally just business for us, really. There was no pressure. We didn't hear anything from the outside. You know, we trained as we did all year. Um, and everything we did was just all about us, really. And Going into that game, I think we already knew we won that game. Um, just mentally, I think we were so confident. We knew what we did to get there. Um, and it could have been easy enough to to have gone there and, you know, bottled it, really. Um, but, you know, we, we we had the players, you know, to obviously go and do the job. And, you know, when I look back at that team now, it's, you know, it's such a good team. Um, and obviously, I'm thankful to have the chance to play in it. Yeah. I think obviously with a little with like the videos of your family and stuff, I guess that's quite obviously intelligent in a way because you you know you didn't have the the motivations of the fans, did you, to to kind of get you over the line, didn't you? Obviously, them little video, them ideas obviously 
you can understand why you would do that, I guess. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. No, of course, yeah. And like at that time, I remember sitting there and like goosebumps just off other people's videos. Do you know what I mean? Like, because mm -hmm. I was thinking like it was so special and you know, it was such a good idea, but because we hadn't done it, I think it was just something different that probably got yeah. us a, like a lot of emotions. I mean, and I think going into it, I think I remember after it finished, everyone was like, Phew. do you know what I mean? And then we got changed, went out to warm up and then we heard the fans outside. It was just, everything was just different to what we'd done since January, really. And, you know, I'm sure the gaffer wouldn't mind me saying, but I, I do think a little stuff like that, he's probably learned from himself. Do you know what I mean? Because, mm. you know, an unbelievable manager probably the best i've worked with so um but you know he was only young and now you can tell how much he's developed from then as well so but yeah. you know obviously on that day we weren't good enough um also so you know obviously you know that, that i think that day just wasn't meant to be in and obviously we went to crawley and did it um viewers question mj um yeah. like called jordan ironically um, <laughs> I was a transition into Everett's style of play compared to previous managers you've played for. Obviously, I know you just mentioned that he's probably one of the best ones you've you've played under. But what was a, that transition like? Yeah, it was obviously I've been at Blackpool and uh, Rochdale, which was a bit different. But like when I think about it, when I was at Liverpool, like this the training sessions that in Everett does is probably the same as what I had from there. Really, just like a lot of. You know possessions, um, a lot of patterns. You know we used to focus a lot on. You probably see it like different stuff that we do from playing out from the back and stuff. But it's just a lot of detail put into it, really. Um, you know, but he was unbelievable. Um, I remember that season we didn't have much time on the pitch, really. So, you know, obviously it was Saturday, Tuesday every week. Um, so yeah, it was just more about how good he was as a man manager as well. You know, we give us all the confidence, but at the same time, no one wants to let him down. And if we did let him down, we knew what was coming from him. Uh, he can, you know, he can lose, lose his head a little bit sometimes if we, if we've lost the game and, you know, but that's important to have in football, you know, because we all want to do well for him. And that's how, if you ask any lad there, they all want to play for him. Um, and that's how, you know, and when you, when you're playing well, you get the confidence from him. Um, you know, he makes life so easy for you and, such a good guy and how he looks after you and if you've got anything that you want to speak to him about you know his door's always open um he's helped me out a lot you know since probably more than anyone in football really um some of the conversations that i've had with him um and yeah obviously his style of play is you know brilliant to see and i think you know obviously leaving bolton was probably the hardest decision i've ever had to make in my football career but you know, I think this season is probably the season that it's all going to come together and I hope it does. Um, and obviously the start that you've had, but I think, you know, he's got the players now and it's probably a hard, it's probably a hard club to come into playing-wise just because there's that much detail that goes into it. You know, obviously mm -hmm. Victor now, he's he, how well he's doing, do you know what I mean? But probably, he probably won't mind me saying, but it's took him a little bit of time to get used to it, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's completely yeah. different to what he's probably been involved in, but yeah. now he, he's probably seeing the benefits of how well he's playing. You know, he scored a hat-trick last night, so I'm absolutely made up for him. But, you know, for me, I, I come into it and we were just playing every week, so it's quite easy just to, you know, he, he obviously told me I wanted to be doing this, that and the other. He made it simple for me, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, it was probably just let everyone go forward and you and Rico stay at the back with uh, Babs as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Those three were always the ones that were just always at the back, and then you obviously had Geth bombing. Give it to give it to Dapo. Give it to Dapo. Give it to Dapo, and you know we had top players in that team. But yeah, he just made made us feel untouchable at times. You know what I mean? And he's got he his desire to win is unbelievable. Excellent, brilliant, brilliant. So I know you probably we covered up quite a bit about the the success and the promotion from League Two, but can you? Oh, this is going to be an hard one. This can you sum up that feeling of knowing that you've done it, that you obviously got the club back. So a lot of pressure, big club and all that, getting us back from League Two, and then heading back to the hotel to meet with the fans, which is. A, we normally, Alec, we give these questions out, we share them between us, and yeah. Ben's purposely given this to me because I was at the hotel and I always, I often refer to it because that season outside the hotel was the first time we ever actually got to see the players. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird for us. So how was it for you? Can you sum it up? Yeah, obviously, as you can imagine, it was an unbelievable feeling. Um, and obviously that trip back from Crawley was probably the best ones I've ever had on a bus. At the same time, it was probably the longest that I've had. Um, you know, obviously, like the first two hours, I thought, this is unbelievable. You know, obviously, being promoted, my first promotion I've had, um, all the boys made up. And then the last two hours, you could tell some of the lads were falling off a little bit. Um, and then, obviously, we got back to the stadium, didn't we? And then, obviously, the door opened and Doyle somehow ended up in <laughs> the fans um, everyone's trying to shut the doors but like obviously on instagram and stuff like that you had like messages saying we're going to be at the ground but i never ever expected that many fans to be there um and that just showed that just showed how big of a club bolton is um and then obviously we obviously got escorted away by the police didn't we and then we all ended uh, yeah. up coming back in the police fans um, <laughs> It's like going round in circles, like loads going going <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they could have sorted out quick, couldn't they? But yeah, so obviously ended up coming back in the police fans, and then they said, right, everyone upstairs. Obviously, they had beers and everything there ready for us, but yeah. they were like, you obviously you can't go out and celebrate with the fans. Well, it was just like, yeah, right at that time, you know what I mean, and obviously because of everything with lockdown and stuff like that, oh, but. Yeah. I think I think there was about three or four of us that were at the front of it, and we were like, "Right, we're off!" And then <laughs> running down the stairs, and we ended up coming out, didn't we? And then after that, I think it was amazing, amazing to see um, everyone was like, singing the songs and stuff, weren't they? So, yeah. But like you said, then it was the first time, obviously, you'd seen us all, and it was the first yeah. time that we'd been able to have the fans there. So, um, yeah, that was a special day. It was a question that came into the chat from. Um... From one of the viewers, Liam, which fits in quite nicely. He said, um, did Doyle really go missing for three days after we got promotion? <laughs> I think he did, yeah. I think I remember <laughs> I remember Lloyd Esgrove did. I remember he he was he was on another level him. Um <laughs> I heard stories about him before that, but after that day, I just remember <laughs> thinking, wow, he's on a different he's on a different <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I, I think we had a, an end of season, like dinner, I think it was or something. And at the same time, we had like meetings, uh, in, always just like meetings at the end of the season, you know, just how do you think the season's gone? 
um stuff like that and then after that then we had like a dinner and stuff like that that night and i remember ian ever saying to Lloyd Grove, like listen i know you're gonna go and meet the lads now i think we went to like a pub or something um he said i know you're gonna go meet the lads but he said please do not drink whatever you do just please just come back sober and then obviously izzy walked back in met us all in the pub and he was like he thinks i'm gonna be sober walking <laughs> and that was it he just went again but he, you know, he was but we had such a good group do you know what i mean we was all together yeah. that and I, I remember throughout that through that season i remember we we'd always like you know come together and stuff like that because obviously we were all to you know in the hotel and stuff like that and it was just like little things that we'd all do together you know just to keep each other like together really and um i just knew that season that you know that was going to be the one that we got promoted amazing must have been um like i always think about kieran lee like playing at that level mate yeah i mean what a player like, yeah, I know, unbelievable yeah he, he, I remember what, playing. He made he just made it so easy. Like, and if you ask anyone now, he could still be playing. Do you know what I mean? Because he was he was a top top player. Like there was stuff that he'd do in training, but he was that quiet that sometimes you wouldn't even recognise him on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? And then he just always pop up in these like positions that he should all. Yeah, he was just always in the right place at the right time. Do you know what I mean? And he, he was unbelievable to play with. Um, I remember that season, like George Thompson, obviously me and him played together and yeah. I knew from that point he was going to be so good, do you know what I mean? Because he, he, like there was times where he would run the game um, and I would just do all the defensive work, but he, he had that much energy that he'd always just dictate a game. So um, I think that midfield we had then was really, really good. Yeah. Are you, are you obviously you're not surprised that, that George obviously got linked and decided to, to kind of stay with us? Is that... Yeah, you know, you know, obviously George is a top lad and he's got his head on in the right place, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's come from a he's he's got a great background and you know he's he's a top lad and a top player as well. You know, if you ask anyone, you know, in training, he's every single day, you know, he just drives drives it in training, you know, he's a probably one of the best trainers that I've seen, if I'm being wow. honest. Yeah. And you know, obviously when he does get the chance he always always does well and always gives 110 percent you know what i mean and for me probably like playing with him you know i remember last season i think it was i think we went on one of four or five games and it was me and him midfield and you know i just had a great relationship with him and that probably come from you know playing with him in league two he, he yeah. just he'd always work off me and i'd work off him so it, you know it was great and you know obviously i'm not surprised he's been linked because you know he's still young he's a, he's got a massive future ahead. I think he's 22, I think. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that's what I'm saying. I think he's got his head in the right place where he knows yeah. that, you know, he's going to go places with Bolton and, you know, he's under an unbelievable manager. So, um, thanks for a lot, that, doesn't it? I guess. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I think, you know, he knows he's going to develop as a player there. Um, so he's probably thinking, you know, right now is probably the best room to stay. And I'm not surprised. And Bolton's a massive club, do you know what I mean? And, the season you could end up in the championship so um the thing impresses me about him is he he's, he's his awareness he, he always seems to know what's around him at all times do you get what i mean it's like when you're a kid you always get told to check check your shoulders check your shoulder and he must be, just be doing that constantly because he's just got so much like awareness you get what i'm saying 
Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And he, he's probably the angriest man I've ever seen on a football pitch. <laughs> <laughs> It, honestly, he, he's not afraid to say stuff either. Do you know what I mean? Which, at his age, you know, it's he needs to keep that because you know he, he probably you know when you look at someone, you think in the future he'll probably be a captain somewhere because he yeah. he's just like that, that type of lad. That's just every day in training. You know, he, he he is at it. Do you know what I mean? And that's the type of lads that you need in your team, and that's probably why you can see the, the team so good now at Bolton because you know a lot of people. It's hard not to be playing. Um, but even for me, like last season, you know, I wasn't playing as much at times and as I wanted to. But, you know, it was the type of group that would always be together. You know, no one would think, well, I'm not playing, so I'm not going to try today or because that's not benefiting the team. Do you know what I mean? Everyone was all in it together. So, um, and it's probably even more this season. So, because it's such a big squad, you know, you're going to get your chances, but it's just. You know, obviously, when you do get called upon, that you, you know you've got to be ready. So if you're not going to train, how are you going to play on the weekend? And there's no point, is there? So, but I think you know everyone there is that type of lad that is going to, you know, be ready for that weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thinking of your first league goal, nineteenth um, <laughs> minute equaliser against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, what was that feeling? Yeah, I get a lot of stick off the lads for this one because. <laughs> Um, my celebration, <laughs> I'll be tell you, it was my, yeah, I was just literally, I scored it, and I, I don't know if, for what reason, I just literally turned back and just charged straight back to me. <laughs> 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 yeah. It must be like a default for you, that. Like, all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the lads give me stick over it, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, it was a special feeling. Um it's one of them where you know when you haven't scored and you're just thinking when is it ever going to come and look at it just fell to me in the box and uh, I think that season I think or it could have been the season before I think I missed from like two yards out yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't it and you just think it's just never ever going to come and obviously you're not confident when you're in front of goal and obviously that day um, you know I was absolutely made up to get that goal um, my girlfriend had been going on at me for ages like when you're ever going to score <laughs> You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> you ever gonna score? Yeah, you ever gonna score? Um, and then she was like, "Do people defensive midfielders ever score?" And I'm like, "Nah." <laughs> obviously, <laughs> you start seeing them scoring. So, yeah, but that was a special feeling. Um, but I think that game, I thought we could go on and win it. So that's probably why I ran back. <laughs> but yeah, um, just bounced, bounced well for you, didn't it? You just took a swing at it, didn't you? Obviously, yeah, it was just, it hope, wasn't it? And then obviously yeah. it went in. Yeah. You should have probably taken the ball with you, though, MJ, when you ran yeah, back. Yeah, I didn't think about it. I think everyone else was off celebrating in the corners, and I'm just <laughs> halfway and I'm <laughs> Pushing everyone off me. We're uh, going to move on to some viewers' questions now. So we've had some uh, that have been sent in over the last couple of days. Um, so Michael has said, I think he might already have given us the answer, but who got the most drunk when you got promoted? Was that perhaps Izzy by any chance? No, funny enough, I'm sure you, you won't mind me saying, we've just talked about him a lot then. <laughs> it was George Thomason. Um, what a guy. Honestly, yeah. Um, so basically, I don't know. Obviously, he was excited. Do you know what I mean? He was only a young lad, and <laughs> I just, I just remember him having his head in a bin bag. And when you're thinking, where's that come from? Because he was just so quiet. Do you know what I mean? And I think since then, I don't think he's ever touched a drink again. 
I didn't know she got tired to bed that night. But oh, then really? after oh. that, I'd, I'd probably say, yeah, Izzy, Lloyd Grove, probably. Um, but he, he's, a, he's a strange one. Because he's that small, you'd probably think he'd probably get the, the quickest at being drunk, do you know what I mean? But he, he can last three, four days easily. Do you know what I mean? He was just, he, honestly, it was weird how he did it. So I'd probably say him. He was probably the most drunk. Um, and I, Gaff as well. Gaff can, Gaff can hit it hard as well, to be fair to him. <laughs> the guy. Wow. It's always the ones that you don't expect, isn't it? Yeah, it's the quiet one. No, it's the quiet ones. Well, the thing is with him, I think he was on beers and then I think... I'm sure Rico gave him another drink of something else, and then I think that just set him over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Liam has said, uh, "What do you see in the future for Ian Ever? How does he rank to other managers you work for?" Obviously, I think you've told us that he's probably the best you've worked under. Uh, and Will has also asked, "Will he ever be a Premier League manager?" Yeah, hundred percent. I think he'll go right to the top just because of you know his desire to to succeed really like his aim is obviously to get there with Bolton which is unbelievable for Bolton um you know I, I can't speak highly enough of him um you know and just the just the stuff that he does on a training pitch you know the thought that goes into it um and he's just so confident in what he can give the team basically you know the ideas and you know the confidence he gives the team, um, and I'm sure one day he will he will get there. Um, hopefully, it's with Bolton. You know that's probably you've seen how much he's he's always wanted to stay at Bolton. Um, you know, and it's he's such a good guy, and you know I speak to him every week. Really, um, you know I spoke to him last week and the, before the the first game of the season. He rang me on the Friday. You know, just wishing me the best of luck. So it, it's just the type of guy he is. Do you know what I mean? And you know, and just like the feel around the whole club, really. Like I spoke to Sharon the other day, um, and when I joined uh, MK, she was one of the first ones to to ring and just saying like how upset she was, you know, to see me leave. But you know, obviously, it's stuff like this happens in football. But it's just the feel around the club that I just know one day it will get back to the Premier League, and hopefully, it is with Ian Ever because he deserves it, and I'm sure he's going to go right to the top here. Yeah. I've got a que- I've got a question for you, MJ. Let's like look back. Five ten years of the future, mm. you stood on the cop watching Liverpool and Bolton. Ian mm. Everts, Ian Everts on, <laughs> on the punchline. Who you support? Who you support? Indeed, though. <laughs> can't, can't do that. <laughs> uh, you don't I'll have to answer that, mate. I'm only one in your. I'll be giving him abuse as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but we we have a laugh over Liverpool and stuff, but. Um, yeah, you know, obviously I'd love that. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, obviously seeing him manage in the Premier League um, because he, he deserves it. You know, he's such a good guy. I can't speak highly enough of him, as you can imagine, um, from what I've said. But, yeah, I just know. And obviously the team behind him as well. You know, he's got Pete, um, who who's brilliant as well. Um, and then obviously Herdy as well, who was, who was great as well. That could... They all share the same ideas as well which is you know obviously a lot of stuff the gaffer does is a lot of attacking stuff you know he, he all he wants to do is, is attack um but then obviously he's got the other side which Herdy obviously Sam Herd who who takes the defensive side more than more than Ian um which is you know obviously shows on from last season I think we had the best one of the best records didn't we and it'll probably be the same again this season because the amount of work that we did on it 
Um, you know, you could probably see that in games and, you know, like obviously you've got Dion up front who doesn't stop running and then obviously in the midfield you've got Dems who's, who I think is one of the best in, in League One, if I'm being honest. It's, it starts uh, from the front though, doesn't it? Obviously. It does, yeah, of course, and then it helps when you've got Rico at the back. I was going to say that. <laughs> he's, just the, he's just a cheat code, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's <laughs> and you just know he's going to deal with anyone that comes. I remember against Aston Villa when you know, you got Watkins up front and you still don't worry about Rico at the back against him, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is just frightening That's to say. Two minutes, you know, I, I think for me personally, he's one of the best that I've seen um, as a centre-back. Um, so, yeah, you know, and obviously, you know, you, it's such a good team that I'm sure it'll go right to the top. Fingers crossed. Fantastic. Sam has asked, who's the best player in your contacts list? Ooh. Oof. I'd probably say for uh, funny enough, I, I did swap my phone. So probably if you'd asked me a, <laughs> a few years ago when I was in, at Liverpool, I probably had a, a few better ones. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I'd say obviously I've got James Trafford, who's you know who was he's unbelievable right. at Bolton, and he's playing in the Premier League now. Um, I think we did it one last season where I got asked to, and I said Gary Medine just because. Oh, I remember he, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's played in the Prem, hasn't he? And he's had yeah. a few promotions. And obviously, I've got the likes of Rico. Um, who, like I've just said, then I think he's unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. I'll probably have to say, and Connor Bradley, who obviously is playing for the team I support. So, um, yeah. it's a hard one to choose from, but yeah. What do you make of them two, MJ? Oh, uh, Connor, Connor and Traff. Yeah, obviously we were so lucky to have them, weren't we? Um, you know, Traff come on so much. Um, but we always knew he was an unbelievable goalkeeper, but one of the best I've played with goalkeeper-wise. Uh, and then Connor, who was just, you know, as soon as he come in, we just knew how good he was going to be. Because um, I think the season four, we obviously we had Marlon Fossey, didn't we? And yeah. When obviously we didn't get him, I think you know obviously it was going to be a big loss, and then Connor walked through the door, and Connor was unbelievable. I thought and that season, and you know I didn't don't know how he didn't get in team of the year, but um, yeah, you know obviously I'm sure Fine. Connor will go on to unbelievable stuff, and so will Traff, um, you know, and obviously I'll keep <laughs> keep close to Connor so I can get some tickets off him. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that number. <laughs> yeah. were, they were they were both at um, well I called the rebot. They were both at the rebot last night. Tough sheet. Uh, two yeah, that's what I mean. And they, they always will now. Do you know what I mean? The ta- that type of lad that just pours yeah. straight into the club and loved being there. Like I'm sure if you asked them now, would you come back tomorrow? They probably would. But obviously the circumstances. It's hard, isn't it? Obviously they they're playing in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, they you know every day they come in, they were so good for the dressing room um you know sometimes you can find lads to be a little bit quiet and a bit big time but them two were just just straight away just part of the group and you know i, I wish them all the best mark has asked what's your funniest bolton memory funniest bolton memory other than georgie t's had in a bin bag <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. I'm trying to think. Put him on the spot with that one. Yeah, yeah. Struggling with that one. Is he not on the coach coming back from Crawley, maybe? No? 
Is it suitable for listeners? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it probably is. <laughs> not, not past nine o'clock yet, so yeah, you can leave oh, that out of your own. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm struggling with that one. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll go for Alex. Alex has asked, uh, "Who's the biggest joker in the dressing room?" To be fair, it's probably one of the best change rooms I've ever been in. Just for like every day we come in, we all had a laugh. Do you know what I mean? But I'd have to say Dan. Dan was a funny lad. Like just one of them people that you just constantly just laugh at because when he first come, I thought he, he must be putting this on. But like obviously, I've been on all day with him in the summer and that, and his, his girlfriend says the same. He's just that's how he is every single day. He's just so thick, honestly. Like I can't believe it. But, um, <laughs> There's so many funny lads, and probably George Johnson probably wants to say it's him, but it's definitely not. Um, <laughs> it really isn't. I'm gonna write that one down as well. Yeah, write that one down. Dempsey's up there. Dempsey's really, really funny. He's got some good one-liners. Uh, Tolly, to be fair, Tolly shocked me really because he was the. I remember when he come in, he you're telling himself he he was real, really, really quiet. Um, and then we went on a Christmas do, and since then he just, honestly, he was the funniest guy I've come across. <laughs> he was, he was on another level, and like he's he's loud in the change rooms now, like stuff like that that you need, you know, just like a night out, yeah. something that just brings the whole team together, and you find out the characters in the team, and totally hundred percent one of them. Um, speaking you know, of and, speaking of Owen Tall, sorry MJ, speaking of yeah. obviously you and probably like many other Wanderers fans as well probably didn't know a great deal about him what because he was bloody good last season like let's be yeah. honest was it a bit of a you know wow type of thing like he's he's a player this guy no because we've we seen it in training but it was hard for him really because when he come come in I think he was injured and then he started training and got injured again so it was yeah. a tough start for him but then I think then once he you know obviously started to train with us you know you can obviously it's hard when you first join a team you know to to get straight into it you know um you need games as well don't you at the same time to get your match fitness and stuff like that but in training you could see it and then obviously there's a lot of like i've said before how much stuff we do in training to get used to the way we play you yeah. know it, obviously it's easier for for all the other lads that have been there for a while now because they know every single day what they're doing um but for Tolly, it was obviously in training he started to get better and better and then obviously he got his chance and he took it with both hands and you know what a what a great lad and such, such a humble guy um you know and and he's going to be a top player for bolton um and he's probably one of them guys that like probably no one spoke about and then the next minute he just burst on the scene and you know he's shown everyone how good how good he is and you know like last season I think when he got injured, we missed him a lot. You know, I think Geff was injured at the same time, so it was it was tough, really. But you know, just such good players like like I said, then Geff as well. Geff, who's who I rate so highly. Do you know what I mean? And probably one of my closest mates as well. So, um, but yeah, you know, it's totally. To, I'm sure totally will have a you know a great season and a great career. Absolutely, fantastic. I think about that just about rounds off today's episode. We have uh, we we've got all of your questions in. Thank you, everyone who sent those in. We really do appreciate it. Uh, just before we do finish up, though, we would just got one last message. Just like to 
a huge thank you to our headline sponsor for this season, Eco Warm Windows. Massively appreciate your support. And if you'd like to find out more about our sponsors, then head over to our website, www.thefanzonepod.co.uk. And you can find out more about all of them over there. But that is the end of today's episode. Uh, MJ, thanks very much for joining us. Thank, you, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Cheers, mate. That was yeah, it's really amazing. And if you are watching at home, then make sure you subscribe to the channel and and leave a like on the video. It helps us out massively and it brings more of you like-minded Bolton fans together to watch these episodes. So, yeah, thanks again for watching and we will catch you in the next one. Take care. Thank you very much. Cheers.